Chapter Twenty Six of the Fortunes of Glencore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Andrus. The Fortunes of Glencore by Charles James Lever. Chapter Twenty Six. Italian Troubles. Stuber knew his master well. There was no need for any perquisitions on his part. The ladies, the studio, and the garden were totally forgotten ere nightfall. Some rather alarming intelligence had arrived from Carrera, which had quite obliterated every memory of his late adventure. That little town of artists had long been the resort of an excited class of politicians, and it was more than rumored that the Carbonari had established there a lodge of their order. Inflammatory placards had been posted through the town, violent denunciations of the government, vengeance, even on the head of the sovereign, openly proclaimed, and a speedy day promised when the wrongs of an enslaved people should be avenged in blood. The messenger who brought the alarming tidings to Massa carried with him many of the inflammatory documents, as well as several knives and poignards discovered by the activity of the police in a ruined building at the seashore. No arrests had as yet been made, but the authorities were in possession of information with regard to various suspicious characters, and the police prepared to act at a moment's notice. It was an hour after midnight when the council met, and the duke sat, pale, agitated, and terrified, at the table, with Landelli, the prime minister, Caprini, the secretary for foreign affairs, and General Ferruccio, the war minister, a venerable ecclesiastic, Monsignor Batti, occupying the lowest place, in virtue of his humble station as confessor of his highness. He, who of all others enjoyed his master's confidence, and whose ready intelligence was most needed in the emergency, was not present. His title of minister of the household not qualifying him for a place at the council. Whatever the result, the deliberation was a long one. Even while it continued, there was time to despatch a courier to Carrera and receive the answer he brought back. And when the Duke returned to his room, it was already far advanced in the morning. Fatigued and harassed, he dismissed his valet at once and desired that Stuber might attend him. When he arrived, however, his highness had fallen off asleep, and lay dressed as he was on his bed. Stuber sat noiselessly beside his master, his mind deeply pondering over the events which, although he had not been present at the council, had all been related to him. It was not the first time he had heard of that formidable conspiracy, which, under the title of the Carbonari, had established themselves in every corner of Europe. In the days of his humbler fortune, he had known several of them intimately. He had been often solicited to join their band, 
but while steadily refusing this he had detected much which to his keen intelligence savored of treachery to the cause amongst them this cause was necessarily recruited from those whose lives rejected all honest and patient labor they were the disappointed men of every station from the highest to the lowest the ruined gentleman the beggared noble the bankrupt trader the houseless artisan the homeless vagabond were all there bold daring and energetic fearless as to the present reckless as to the future they sought for any change no matter what seeing that in the convulsion their own condition must be bettered few troubled their heads how these changes were to be accomplished they cared little for the real grievances they assumed to redress their work was demolition it was to the hour of pillage alone they looked for the recompense of their hardihood some unquestionably took a different view of the agencies and the objects dreamy speculative men with high aspirations hoped that the cruel wrongs which tyranny inflicted on many a european state might be effectually curbed by a glorious freedom when each man's actions should be made conformable to the benefit of the community and the will of all be typified in the conduct of each there was however another class and to these stuber had given deep attention it was a party whose singular activity and energy were always in the ascendant ever suggesting bold measures whose results could scarcely be more than menaces and advocating actions whose greatest effect could not rise above acts of terror and dismay and thus while the leaders plotted great political convulsions and the masses dreamed of sack and pillage these latter dealt in acts of assassination the vengeance of the poignard and the poison cup these were the men stuber had studied with no common attention he fancied he saw in them neither the dupes of their own excited imaginations nor the reckless followers of rapine but an order of men equal to the former by intelligence but far transcending the last in crime and infamy in his own early experiences he had perceived that more than one of these had expatriated themselves suddenly carrying away to foreign shores considerable wealth and that too under circumstances where the acquisition of property seemed scarcely possible others he had seen as suddenly throwing off their political associates rise into stations of rank and power and one memorable case he knew where the individual had become the chief adviser of the very state whose destruction he had sworn to accomplish such a one he now faced he had detected among the advisers of his prince and deeply ruminating on this theme he sat at the bedside is it a dream stuber or have we really heard bad news from carrera has freshetti been stabbed or not yes your highness 
he has been stabbed exactly two inches below where he was wounded in september last then it was his pocket-book that saved him now it was your highness's picture which like a faithful follower he always carried about him which means that you disbelieve the whole story every word of it and the poignards found at the bocca de magra found by those who placed them there and the proclamations blundering devices see here is one of them printed on the very paper supplied to the government offices there's the watermark with the crown and your own cipher on it her bacco it is let me show this to landelli wait a while your highness let us trace this a little farther no arrests have been made none nor will any the object in view is already gained they have terrified you and secured the next move what do you mean simply that they have persuaded you that this state is the hotbed of revolutionists that your own means of security and repression are unequal to the emergency that dissatisfaction exists in the army and that whether for the maintenance of the government or your safety you have only one course remaining which is to call in the austrians per bacco it is exactly what they have advised how did you come to know it who is the traitor at the council board i wish i could tell you the name of one who was not such why your highness these fellows are not your ministers except in so far as they are paid by you they are metternich's people they receive their appointments from vienna and are only accountable to the cabinet at the schonbrunn if wise and moderate counsels prevailed here if our financial measures prospered if the people were happy and contented how long think you would lombardy submit to be ruled by the rod and the bayonet do you imagine that you will be suffered to give an example to the peninsula of a good administration but so it is broke in the prince i defy any man to assert the opposite the country is prosperous the people are contented the laws justly administered and i hesitate not to say myself as popular as any sovereign of europe and i tell you your highness just as distinctly that the country is ground down with taxation even to export duties on the few things we have to export that the people are poor to the very verge of starvation that if they do not take to the highways as brigands it is because some traditions as honest men yet survive amongst them that the laws only exist as an agent of tyranny arrest and imprisonment being at the mere caprice of the authorities nor is there a means by which an innocent man can demand his trial and insist on being confronted with his accuser your jails are full crowded to a state of pestilence 
with supposed political offenders, men that, in a free country, would be at large, toiling industriously for their families, and whose opinions could never be dangerous, if not festering in the foul air of a dungeon. And as to your own popularity, all I say is, don't walk in the piazza at Carrera after dusk. No, nor even at noonday. And you dare to speak thus to me, Stuber? said the prince, his face covered with a deadly pallor as he spoke, and his white lips trembling, but less in passion than in fear. And why not, sir? Of what value could such a man as I am be to your service, if I were not to tell you what you'll never hear from others? The plain, simple truth? Is it not clear enough that if I only thought of my own benefit, I'd say whatever you'd like best to hear? I'd tell you, like Landelli, that the taxes were well paid, or say, as Serecchio did the other day, that your army would do credit to any state in Europe, when he well knew at the time that the artillery was in mutiny from arrears of pay, and the cavalry horses dying from short rations. I am well weary of this, said the duke with a sigh. If the half of what I hear of my kingdom every day be but true, my lot in life is worse than a galley slave's. One assures me that I am bankrupt, another calls me a vassal of Austria, a third makes me out a papal spy, and you aver that if I venture into the streets of my own town in the midst of my own people, I am almost sure to be assassinated. Take no man's word, sir, for what, while you can see for yourself, it is your own duty to ascertain, said Stuber resolutely. If you really only desire a life of ease and indolence, forgetting what you owe to yourself and those you rule over, send for the Austrians. Ask for a brigade and a general. You'll have them for the asking. They'd come at a word and try your people at the drumhead and flog and shoot them with as little disturbance to you as need be. You may pension off the judges, for a court-martial is a far speedier tribunal, and a corporal's guard is quite an economy in criminal justice. Trade will not, perhaps, prosper with martial law, nor is a state of siege thought favorable to commerce. No matter, you'll sleep safe so long as you keep within doors, and the band under your window will rouse the spirit of nationality in your heart as it plays, God preserve the emperor. You forget yourself, sir, and you forget me, said the duke sternly, as he drew himself up and threw a look of insolent pride at the speaker. Mayhap I do, your highness, was the ready answer. And out of that very forgetfulness, let your highness take a warning. I say once more, I distrust the people about you, and as to this conspiracy at Carrera, I'll wager a round sum on it, that it was hatched on the other side of the Alps, 
and paid for in good florins of the Holy Roman Empire. At all events, give me time to investigate the matter. Let me have till the end of the week to examine into it, and, if I find nothing to confirm my views, I'll say not one word against all the measures of the precaution that your counsel are bent on importing from Austria. Take your own way, I promise nothing, said the Duke haughtily, and, with a motion of his hand, dismissed his adviser. End of chapter 26